Today's episode is sponsored by Josiah Candler, distributor for Young Living Essential Oils. Also by Lauren Anderson Photography. Welcome to the H&H Hour podcast. I'm sitting here with one of my dearest friends on the entire planet, um, Heather Taves. She's my sister and my co-host, and I am Heidi Bolt. And Heather, this is an exciting episode. I, I am so excited for this chat. It's kind of a big one. It is. This is our 75th episode. Can you believe we've done 75 of these? No. And it's just incredible because when we sat and had this idea dropped into our hearts, mm-hmm. Um, it kind of felt a little surreal, like that's a great idea, but you know how many great ideas have you ever had that you didn't ever put any action to? Right. Quite a few probably. Right. I know I have. Yeah. And this is one of them that we went, man, if we're going to do this, let's just jump in and do it. Yeah, let's do it. And let's do it well. And we did. We jumped in and it has been so much fun. Yes, it has been so much fun. And it's crazy to look back and think about all of the amazing guests that we've had and just plugging along, you know, being willing to um, do it even when it was hard, even when we didn't feel like setting up the microphone, even when we had kids coming in and, you know, sick kids and crying babies and all of the things, just pushing through and saying, this is really um, something we feel like God has asked us to do. And we're so grateful for all of our listeners who've supported us and, um, just knowing that, that, man, this is one of my most favorite things that I, that I do. A hundred percent agree. It's something I look forward to every week. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some things that are, um, things that you do out of calling and out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is not one of those things. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things that I'm so passionate about because I know I'm right where God's got me mm-hmm. in this season of life, but it's also reaching into the hearts and lives of people that we may not otherwise get to have that opportunity with. Right. And so just hearing some of the feedback we've gotten from people from all over the world Mm -hmm. saying that it's impacted them and that Mm -hmm. our guests have impacted them, that is so valuable. And that's so exciting. Yeah, it's so fun. So we thought we would do something a little bit different since we're normally asking the questions of our guests. Yeah. And, you know, they're answering hard questions and having to sort of bare their souls. Yeah. We thought it would be fun to turn the tables on each other mm-hmm. for our 75th episode and ask each other questions. I love this and so much. We haven't so you wrote questions for me and I wrote questions for you mm-hmm. and neither of us have seen them yet. Yeah, and we have no idea. Like I may have done all quirky questions <laughs> yeah. and you may be like going deep and super serious. Yeah. But we say that we're in the cloud, <laughs> which means our brains think alike. So yeah. my guess is they're probably pretty similar. Probably. Okay, so Heather, are you ready for this? I think so. I don't know. I'm a little nervous. Don't be nervous. Just like a little bit of under pit sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Under pit sweat. I know. Underarm sweat. Okay. (laughs) Well, okay. So you texted me this morning and you said, do we want to show each other our questions ahead of time? And I said, "Uh, no. Let's do a surprise. Okay. Which is funny because I don't like surprises. I don't either. Yeah. I like to be prepared. But I do know that I'm... I'm usually pretty good at answering things spur of the moment. So okay. I, I feel like I feel like we got this. Okay. So are you ready for your first question? If this is someone's first episode listening, they're like, who are these crazy girls? And what <laughs> just go back and listen to episode one <laughs> and you'll realize we're not crazy. This is oh, what seventy five episodes gets you. That's right. That's we have to celebrate a little bit. Okay. Okay, you ready, Heather? Yes. Okay, so you are nearing the big four zero and you are jazzed about it. 
which is awesome. I love that about you. I think so many people are like bemoaning aging and Mm -hmm. you're all about it. Um, What are three of your top memories from your 30s? Oh, wow. Three top memories. You're making me think about a decade of my life. Mm -hmm. That's really a lot. Okay. Well, since my son is 11, his birth doesn't count. So Mm -hmm. I would definitely have to put my daughter's birth in there. Yes. Because she's eight. So that was, that was eight years ago. I was 32. Mm-hmm. Um, she, when she was born, it was just amazing to realize I had a daughter yeah. um, and get to be a girl mom. Yeah. That was so much fun. Um, my husband and I took a trip to the eastern coast of Canada a mm. f- couple years ago, and we rented this little cottage right on the ocean. It was literally like a private island. Mm-hmm. We had the entire beach to ourselves. I mean, we could have like smart man gone out on the beach naked if we wanted to. Uh-huh. We didn't. Oh, okay. But what we, a letdown. We could have. Um yeah, I don't I wouldn't do that. Mm. I'm just no satellite it's not me. imaging. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you never know what Google photo you might show up on. Um so that is definitely in my top we went to Prince Edward Island mm-hmm. and it had went to this amazing winery. That was definitely on my top three. Yeah. And then I would say my third one is can it be a combination? Yes. Okay, because they're kind of similar. Yeah. Um starting our church, yes. Church 214. Yeah. Just an incredible experience. Yeah. Uh total move of God. Total move of God. Yeah. Just seeing God's hand be so, so on this team of people, this group of people that yeah. he's called to do this. And and then I would say like slash mm-hmm. starting the H&H hour yeah. because it has really been something that God has, we've always known there was something you and I were supposed to do together yeah. and this has been that thing. Yes. And it, it's sort of this lifelong knowing that there was something and then this realization, this awareness, yes. if you will, that this is what it is. Yeah, because God truly just dropped both of those things Yes. And went, this is what I have for you. Yes. It was something we did not see coming in any way. Right. Either one of those things. No. So, yeah, it's really cool when you just get to walk that path that God puts in front of you yeah. and go, God, we trust you. Yeah. So, And honestly, it's like that is just the tip of the iceberg. I could look yeah. back on my 30s and just, I loved my 30s. Yeah. They were amazing. If you're getting ready to be 30, like just celebrate because there's so much goodness in that decade. Um And I'm really excited for the next decade to see what God does. So good. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you could only give one word of advice for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's so easy. It's Jesus. That's it. That's it? Okay. Okay. Now the follow-up question. Okay. Same question, Mm -hmm. but this time about marriage. If you could only give one advice to someone about their marriage, what would it be? One word? Mm-hmm. No, well, like one, like one piece of advice. Oh, okay. So you were only able to give yeah. one piece of advice to everyone about marriage. Um, I mean, there are so many cliches out there, especially in the Christian setting. But I would say, for me personally, and for the people around me that I see their marriages working well, the main theme is that they're still dating their spouse. Okay. So date your spouse. Um, because that, that one-on-one time... No matter what season you're in, whether it's before you have kids or after you have kids or in the middle of a crazy career or in the middle of ministry or whatever it's in the middle of, if you're still dating your spouse, it's carving out that time to connect with that person that you fell in love with before everything else got added. Mm -hmm. And um, I hear so often people say like, oh, we just don't have time. It's like, okay, well then have fun in divorce court. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. if you're not having time to pour into your marriage mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. you're going to end up without a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not great for anyone. Mm-hmm. So that would be my advice. Um, yeah, definitely outside of, you know, pursuing Jesus, that, that would be a given, but would just be date your spouse. Okay. Good answer. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. That was a fun one. Okay. You kind of already answered my second question. Um, which doesn't surprise me. My second question for you, Heather, is how do you feel about this whole podcast gig? I love it. In fact, I just said this to your husband and my husband and you the other night. Um, of all of the things that I do, now there are some things that are definitely my calling that's not going to end, you know, raising my children to love the Lord and yeah. home educating them, those kinds of things. Um, but of all of the other things that I do that I would consider ministry in my ministry lane, this is my favorite. Mm. I love that. I really love it. And it doesn't mean that the other things I'm not called to and I don't love, but mm-hmm. this this is my favorite. Yeah. It's okay to have a top. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. It's awesome. Yeah. So fun. Okay. I'm going to ask you a shallow one. <laughs> Your teeth are super white. <laughs> do you whiten them? And what, if not, or just it doesn't matter if you do or not, what kind of toothpaste do you use? Okay, this is hysterical because I have been asked this question since I was about 12 years old. <laughs> Before I even knew that having white teeth was in vogue. Okay. Okay. I didn't even know what in vogue was. So tell us your So, tricks. no, I do not whiten my teeth. Way back in the day, I used to use those Crest white strips. Mm-hmm. But this is like before I got married. I remember... Two or three months before I got married, getting one of those sets of Crest White strips, mm-hmm. which I thought was crazy expensive because it was like $29 yeah. at the time. Yeah. And I think it was like two weeks worth. And I did that once, but I hated them because they burned my gums. And then they made my teeth sensitive. Okay. So I did that once. But no, I do not whiten my teeth. I just brush them. I, I just brush my teeth. And I don't even floss well. Like total... Do you use a special kind of toothpaste? Um... In the last year, I started using, actually, which is funny because this is a sponsor of our episode, but I started using um, Young Living's toothpaste. Okay. And the only reason is because I had to go to a natural toothpaste. Okay. I had to go away from all of the additives for my health. And so um, I've been using that. But I wouldn't say that I've necessarily been like, oh my gosh, they're so much whiter or brighter because of that. Because you've had white teeth since you've been 12. Yeah. And I mean, I drink coffee and I love red wine. So it's not as if I just, you know, sip on water to protect my enamel. Blessed with white teeth. I guess. Okay. That's so funny that you said that. <laughs> okay. If you had one entire day all to yourself with no responsibilities, what would you do? I have absolutely no idea. Terrible answer. No, I'll answer it, but I'm just thinking, in what world would that ever exist? (laughs) In the world that you drop your kids off to me and hang out, they hang out with me and you get to go do whatever you want. Um, I don't know. I mean, probably go do some things for myself, like get a massage, get a pedicure, um, watch Netflix all day long. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. This is a terrible question or (laughs) terrible answer because I I literally can't even fathom what it would be like to have Mm -hmm. a whole day with no responsibilities to just. Yeah. Well, I think that the, uh, you would probably be tempted to catch up on all your emails and do a whole bunch of admin work and get all your laundry done and do a little house cleaning and get some groceries. Like, wouldn't you be tempted to just be productive? 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. Which is why it's hard for me because this is a real struggle. Yeah. Like for me to say no to the to-do list. Yeah. And to just go do something for myself or do something that doesn't check something off my list. Well, and the funny thing is our husbands have actually called us out on that. Yes. They collectively, I think they might have like powwowed and then (laughs) pounced, you know, collectively and said, you guys are not good at just unwinding, like doing stuff for yourself, which is kind of funny. But, and at first I was defensive. I'm like, whatever, I'm so good at it. And then the next three or four times I had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to do something for myself, I was like, oh, I really need to order groceries and Mm -hmm. do my laundry. And my husband just looked at me. He's like, are you for real? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you were right. I know. Dang it. I know. It's a hard one. Yeah. We got to get better at that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would definitely get a pedicure. I need one right now. I do too. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Thanks for listening to this episode. We are going to get pedicures. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, oh, this is kind of serious. Okay. Um, What's the hardest thing you've ever done? The hardest thing I've ever done? Um, I have one that's a little long, further removed and one that's more recent. The more recent thing, one of the harder things I have ever done is watch my firstborn um, be so, so ill and be in the hospital and, um, have to trust God through so much unknown. We almost lost him multiple times in the hospital. And, you know, just as a, as a brand new mom, he was our firstborn. He was our third baby. We had two in heaven, but he was our first one to enter this world. And, um, then we walked this incredibly difficult journey for the the six months to follow his birth. And that was really hard, both in an emotional sense, but also in a spiritual sense in going, man, God, I, I trust you so fully. Um, this path is so hard, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't waver my faith. In fact, it grew my faith mm-hmm. in a way that I could have n- never anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember that six months, I literally constantly had bruises on my knees mm-hmm. from the amount of time I spent praying. Mm-hmm. In the hospital, mm-hmm. on the floor. You know, it's hospitals mm-hmm. are so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I would just kneel by his little crib mm-hmm. and just pray over him for hours and just, like, cry out to Jesus. Because mm-hmm. um, I couldn't fathom what it would be like. I knew how hard it was to lose children having not been able to hold them and right. not gotten to see their face and know what they look like and experience their personality. But then I had to... I, you know, I was face to face with wondering, like, am I going to have to lose this little boy who I now love? And not, not that I didn't love my other children, but I didn't, I didn't experience them. Yeah. And so I would say that up to that point, that was the very hardest thing I'd ever walked through. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, Heather, because um, <laughs> I have a lot of things I could pull from. Like mm-hmm. I've had a lot of hard mm-hmm. things in life happen. Yeah. Um, but that would definitely be right up there mm-hmm. with on the very top of my list. We need to tell that full story someday. We haven't told that story here. Yeah, we should. And then more recently is with my other son walking Mm -hmm. through about a four month battle with some really hard things. Mm -hmm. Um, and can I tell, I, we recently had huge breakthrough Mm -hmm. with him, Mm -hmm. which we've been sharing. I kind of shared this with our Mm -hmm. listeners, but Mm -hmm. just this um, extreme like behavioral struggles mm-hmm. and like this rage that was coming out of him, which was so opposite of his personality. Mm-hmm. He's so lighthearted and fun and goofy and loves to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And then we moved and we had this massive switch where he was in constant meltdown mode. The amount of discipline I had to give him was so overwhelming mm-hmm. and disheartening. And I got to the point where 
I didn't even enjoy being his mom, mm-hmm. um, which is such a hard thing to admit. Mm-hmm. But I was so broken over mm-hmm. the situation. Mm-hmm. And long, long story short, we got to, I got to like a total breaking point. And so I started fasting, mm-hmm. um, believing God's word that said some things have to be overcome by prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. And so I started fasting and I got through, I think it was like week eight or nine mm-hmm. of fasting for mm-hmm. him. And there was still very little to no breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you probably wanted to give up. I did. I did. Cause it felt like, what's the point? Yeah. But I knew God was going to fulfill his, his promise. Yeah. And, um, so one night we, I was laying in bed with him and he had finally fallen asleep and he had had a major meltdown that night. And, um, I just started praying. I was like, Lord, please show me what this is. Mm-hmm. What is the cause of this? And whatever it is, I will do whatever I need to do to help fix this. Yeah. And the first thing that came to mind was food dye. Mm-hmm. And I thought food dye. I mean, we eat a pretty healthy diet. We eat almost all organic, um, for the most part. And, so I thought there that wouldn't really even be that relevant for him. Um, and then I really felt the Holy Spirit just prompt me and say, think about today though. And I processed the day's events and he had been happy and content and fun and joyful. And then he, we were at a friend's house and he had some red sports drink and he had a red cupcake. Mm. And he, 10 minutes later, was in total meltdown mode. And I thought, okay, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I came down and we told my husband about it. We started to research it. And he had all of the symptoms that pointed to a food dye intolerance. Mm-hmm. And so that very next morning, we eliminated it 100%. I was surprised to find some of the things that were in foods that I would have never thought had mm-hmm. food dyes. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just made sure that we checked labels. And he has been 100% better since that day. That was three weeks ago. That's amazing. Um, but it was really hard yeah. because the four months, you know, firsthand, the four months were, it was like a little slice of hell had entered yeah. my house. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what I love about that, um, is the fact that you persisted, mm-hmm. even though you didn't get your breakthrough, you didn't get your answer right away. I think sometimes we, we ask God for something or we, we go on this, this act of obedience, whether it be fasting or something else, and it doesn't happen right away or doesn't happen the way we want it to happen. And we just throw the towel in, yeah. you know, and sometimes, man, you gotta, you gotta keep going back. You gotta yeah. keep, you gotta keep the course, stay the course. And yes. you did. And, mm-hmm. and God was so faithful to give you that answer. Yeah, he has been. And he's really opened my eyes to the fact that we can ask him anything. Mm-hmm. I know this. I mean, I like prayer is kind of my thing, but just being reminded that we can talk to the Lord about anything mm-hmm. and then listen because mm-hmm. he does answer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's so interesting. Um, a friend of mine who is also a listener, she had heard that I was talking about his struggles and she, she said the Lord prompted her one night, reach out to Heidi and talk to her about food dyes. Mm-hmm. And she said, in my busyness of being with my kids and getting dinner ready, she said, I let that thought slip by and then mm-hmm. I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And I had posted a story on my Instagram giving an update on Wilder and she said she saw it and she wept Mm. because she was so overcome with the fact that the Holy Spirit had spoken to her Mm -hmm. on my behalf Mm -hmm. and she didn't follow through on it. Wow. And she was so, like, so sad that she's like, I could have avoided so many weeks of heartache for you um, because they had experienced something similar with their daughter. Mm. And so I just thought, how interesting that God speaks so obviously. Mm-hmm. And we get this option to either listen or not listen right? and to either follow through or not. Yeah. And, um, you know, I really do think that that hard, hard season of my life would still be 
happening mm-hmm. had I just dismissed that thought right. and, and gone, that's ridiculous. It's not food dye. Um, because then I would have thought like, I know better than God, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So interesting how both of your hard things that you mentioned were about your children. Yeah. About isn't, my sons. Isn't that, um, I think what so many of us parents feel like so often those are the hardest things. Yeah. Well, th- those are the, those are the heartstring things, those are, yeah. you know, those are the things that hold our hearts so deeply. Yes. So, um, okay. Your turn. This is kind of a similar question. Um, what has been the most influential spiritual season of your life? I would say two. Two seasons. Okay. One, my childhood. Um, our parents were so, so good at teaching us the word of God mm-hmm. and bringing Jesus into our home and teaching us who he was mm-hmm. and teaching us about faith. And so definitely my childhood mm-hmm. um, is the foundation for where I am today. And then I would say this season right Mm -hmm. now, I have never experienced an awareness of God's presence more intimately and more frequently um, and in overwhelming ways than I have in this season. And it's really interesting because my husband and I have gone to a new level in our marriage because of this, because He's pressing into the Lord and I'm pressing into the Lord and the Lord is showing up and showing both of us things. And they're very often the same things separately. And it just strengthens your marriage in such a way. And I, I love the fact that a marriage is a picture of Jesus in the church, Jesus and his bride. Mm -hmm. And that when, when we become aware of the presence of God in our lives, it, it strengthens our marriage too. And it brings a new intimacy into our marriage. So I would, I would say this season, but it is because I have chosen Mm -hmm. to spend time with the Lord, to get on my face, to humble myself, Mm -hmm. to press in, to set aside other things, to take out the noise of Mm -hmm. other words of other, um, other things in my life that aren't necessarily bad things, but that fill, fill the noise in my head and press into Jesus. Yeah. Well, and I know firsthand, uh, I remember maybe two months ago, you said something to me just um, in passing about how you guys had made a decision to cut back Mm -hmm. on your TV watching at night Mm -hmm. in order to just connect with each other Mm -hmm. and spend more time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is such a clear result Mm -hmm. of why you're feeling that, that um, excitement in this season of mm-hmm. your spiritual life. Yeah, for sure. And there's nothing more exciting. I mean, yeah. you could watch the best TV shows. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with watching TV. I, you know, obviously I said, that's what I might do on my day off. Yeah. If I had a day off, yeah. that is just veg, but, uh, there is nothing more exciting than revelation from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when you get that, like no TV show, no, no time filler can equal what it feels like when you hear the voice of God. Yeah. Um, and, and when you hear it also through your spouse, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, and I, I've said this to people before, but they ask often, like, how do you stay excited about being in God's word? And because when you start to hear God's voice and he starts to speak to you through his word, you can't, it's like your morning coffee. You can't go without it. You know, you wake up thinking like, oh, I'm ready to make my coffee. You wake up thinking I'm ready to meet with Jesus. And and you have this expectancy of like, what am I going to read today? Yeah. What's going to jump out at me today? Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's nothing like crazy amazing in terms of, you know, world changing, but it's just this, this little whisper, this little thought that, that you think about all day long. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, this is totally off topic. Um, as far as like the question and answers go, but so this morning I was reading and I'm, I'm currently in Job 
And um, this struck me so massively, Heather. Oh my gosh. So in Job 40 verse 1, there's this dialogue between God and Job. Mm -hmm. And they're arguing. And it says this, Then the Lord said to Job, Do you still want to argue with the Almighty? Hmm. Are you God's critic? But do you have the answers? Can you even imagine God showing up and saying, like, are you still really arguing with me? Yeah. Like, how humbling. Yeah. Are you criticizing me? Like, thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah. And then Job replies to the Lord, I am nothing. How could I ever find the answers? I will cover my mouth with my hand. Hmm. I have said too much already. Hmm. I have nothing more to say. Wow. And then it says, and then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. He said, brace yourself like a man. Because I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Hmm. And then the Lord said, will you discredit my justice and condemn me just to prove you are right? Hmm. Wow. But I thought, okay, can you even imagine, like, if we spoke that candidly to each other? Mm -hmm. Like, if we were like, Heather, brace yourself like a woman. Yeah. You know, like. There's sometimes when I want to say that. I've got some questions mm -hmm. for you, girl. You yeah. Know, pull up those big yeah. girl pants. Be, but be, I, be a big girl. Yeah. I just thought, you know, I was thinking about this question and answer podcast and I'm like, wow. You know, yeah. here's the Lord and Job just like duking it out. Yeah. And the thing that hit me though is the only reason Job could have that kind of dialogue with the Lord yeah. is because he had spent time with him. Yeah, that's right. He'd already put the time in to be able to even hear yes. God, to even be able to receive that that reprimand. Right. Well, and his humility in saying, like, covering, I'm covering yes. my mouth. I mean, I've already how, said too much. How many times have we all, do yeah. we all need to say that? Yeah. It's like, I'm covering my mouth. I will stop talking. Yes. Yeah. It, that just hit me, like, so full on, just how God's like, hey, really, are you going to really criticize me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really good. Heidi, we want to take a quick break and thank our sponsors for today's show. I'm always so excited to be able to talk about people that, especially people that we know, yeah. who are helping us make this show possible. Yes. So today we want to thank Josiah Candler, and he is a distributor for Young Living Essential Oils. I know so many people use essential oils and love them as daily parts of their life, yeah. using them with their kids and for all sorts of really great purposes. Um, but Young Living is really set apart from a lot of other essential oil companies. As world leaders in essential oils, it's the company that created the Seed to Seal Promise, which is unique to Young Living only. It's a strong promise to ensure the highest quality and purest essential oils possible, so you can receive maximum benefits when using them. Essential oils can be used to support every body system and overall wellness. Young Living also offers a wide variety of household products, skincare, makeup, and health supplements, all 100% natural. And this is so exciting, Heather. Josiah is going to be offering a $25 cashback discount to anyone who purchases their first wellness box if they mention that they heard about him on the H&H &H Hour. Wow. So that's a really great deal. That is a great deal. Yeah. It's a good way too to get kind of a good start. You know, Absolutely. maybe sometimes using oils can be overwhelming. It can be it if can you're feel, not familiar. Yeah, like yeah. Where do I start? And yeah. so this is a great way to get started mm -hmm. and to start using some natural products in your home instead of using things that have lots of toxins in them. Yes, absolutely. So you can check out Josiah on Instagram. He is simply Josiah 
Candler. Heidi, we'd also like to thank our dear friend, Lauren Anderson. She is Lauren Anderson Photography, and she is just a doll. We absolutely adore her. She's been a guest on our show, and she has just the most beautiful photography. Just go check out her Instagram. It's Lauren underscore Anderson underscore underscore. Two underscores at the end. <laughs> um, and she does beautiful wedding portraits. She does family photos. In fact, she's getting ready to do our whole big family that's yes. coming into town. We cannot wait to see them. So she is also a sponsor for today's show and she is awesome. She she can do anything that you're looking for when it comes to beautiful photography that will last a lifetime. Yeah, and she's a sweetheart. She just has a heart of gold. And so I love promoting her and um, partnering with her because she is someone that I just love and respect. So it's fun to get to see her business um, be built through this as well. So thank you so much to our two sponsors for today's show, and we look forward to hearing how they bless your lives. Okay. Okay, are you ready for your next question? Yes. Okay, what's one thing about your personality that you love? Um, hmm, that's a great question. I think I would say um, I love to laugh. That's one thing I love. Because I think I um, would have the tendency to be a bit serious okay. and take like take everything a little too serious. Mm -hmm. And so I do love the fact that God gave me this great desire to have laughter mm -hmm. in my life mm -hmm. and to try and find the humor in life. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times it comes out through sarcasm, mm -hmm. which is um, something I probably learned from my brothers for the most part. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think probably that. You have a good laugh. You have you have a unique laugh that only comes out now and then. Mm -hmm. It's an old old dear friend of ours. <laughs> um, we won't say her name because that, that wouldn't be very nice. She mm -hmm. might not want us to call her laugh by this, but we call it her name laugh. Yeah, we say, oh, that's your her name laugh. Yeah. It's yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I love to laugh, and and God gave me little boys who are hilarious, so I laugh yeah. all the time of them. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do the follow-up question to that. Okay. And then, and then we can switch. What's something about yourself or your personality that you struggle with? Mm, also a great question. Um, probably the fact that I struggle with perfectionism. Mm. Um, I find that I try to, I would say not so much in the last five years. I feel like, interestingly enough, going back to one of your first questions, when Crosley was so ill, I feel like the Lord started to heal me of perfectionism, mm. of my striving, of my trying to control everything, mm -hmm. trying to have everything just so. And it was typically in orderliness, like in the way my house looked mm -hmm. or in the way I presented dinners or mm -hmm. those types of mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that, that spirit of perfectionism, trying to strive and prove something because I know God doesn't require that of me. Right. So I know that if it's not God requiring of me, it's than probably his counter, which yes. is the yes. enemy. Right, a trap. Trying mm -hmm. to go like, you're not good enough in this. Mm -hmm. You need to do this to try yep. and strive and be better. And Because um, I did find in my, I would say in my 20s, that it really held me back mm -hmm. from being willing to pursue God um, and risk things for God because it was unknown, yeah. because it was um, sometimes so not tangible. Mm -hmm. It was out of my control. Mm -hmm. And so I would tend to kind of hold back a little bit mm -hmm. and say like, oh, I don't know if I can do this perfectly. So therefore I may just not do it. Yeah. Or I don't know if I'll be the best at it. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So probably good does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what's something, Heather, you would tell your 20 year old self? Funny. That's my next question for you. <laughs> <laughs> what would I tell my 20 year old self? Similar to what you just answered, 
you can do life really well and not have to have everything be perfect yes in your mind yeah you can try new things you can say no to things you can say yes to things and you don't have to be the best at it you know I felt like in my 20s it was like everything had to be over the top yeah everything had to be you know I couldn't have someone over and serve them water I had to have them over for dinner and have three different drink options and I know that sounds like a really silly example but that is kind of translated into all areas of my life and what it the lane that it went down was burnout Mm, because I was in ministry and so that meant having a lot of people into my home and that meant leading in different areas of the church and leading in different ways in our community but that quickly goes to burnout yeah you will not last yeah so it would be that Hmm. recognizing that you can have paper plates yeah and you can pull out fruit that you have in your fridge and serve ice water and people will be just as happy. Yeah. And your house can be messy and your toilet can be dirty. <laughs> and people will still feel loved when they come into your home. Yeah. That's a good answer. That's good advice for your 20-year-old self. I have to remind my 40-year-old self of it too sometimes mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Okay. What would you tell 20-year-old Heidi? Hmm. So I wasn't married yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in like full-on ministry mode. I think I would, I think I would encourage myself that no matter what season you're in, you're going to have voices that will criticize Mm. what you're doing. Mm. That's good. And as long as your heart is aligned with Jesus, Mm -hmm. um, the voices of negativity, they might be impactful to your spirit, but they don't have to direct your spirit. So good. Um, Because I really can look pretty much through every season of my life and there's, you know, it, not when I was like a young kid, but the seasons that I was doing things mm-hmm. and working and mm-hmm. involved in circles of people, I can think of, you know, those negative voices that were always present. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the crazy thing is they were almost never related to me, mm. which is so interesting to think about the fact that we often give so much authority to voices that really don't even matter. Yeah. Um, so I think that if mm-hmm. just to go, hey, there's going to be lots of voices trying mm-hmm. to influence you. Mm-hmm. And if it's coming from the voice of God the Father, mm-hmm. if it's the thoughts of Jesus, if mm-hmm. it's the thoughts of God, mm-hmm. hear those. Yeah, that's good. Good advice. Okay, Heather, you love to read. Mm-hmm. What are a couple of your all-time favorites? Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to go way back to my childhood. Definitely Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. I read that set, that series, probably a dozen times. Mm-hmm. I'm not exaggerating. And there are like 12 of them, I think, or something. There are. I absolutely loved the book, The Girl of the Limberlost, mm-hmm. and the follow-up book, Freckles, mm-hmm. to that. And then more recently, um, there's a series, I think it's called The Mark of the Lion, I can't remember for sure, but it's all about the time in history when Christians were being um, taken to the Colosseum and oh, wow. fed to the lions. And yeah. it's all about this girl and her travels there or her, her journey through all of that. That's a really incredible book. Hmm. Um, and then really recently, I read a book called The Kitchen House, hmm. and that was an incredible book about slavery hmm. and these women and their journey through being a slave yeah. in our country. Yeah. So that's just off the top of my head. But I could go, I could list like a thousand books. Yeah. yeah. You were always reading mm-hmm. or doing gymnastics. Yep. In our household. Okay. What is your favorite vacation memory? Hmm. 
I have two. Uh, well, no, actually, I have three. Okay. Um, the first one would be an overall, when we used to go as a family, every year we'd load up in our huge van and we would travel to Florida and we would have a Florida vacation. And those were always awesome because yes. it was just us hanging out on the beach, playing around, having yes. a great time. Yes. So like overall, right. that's a great memory, yes. those memories. Um, and then my husband and I, we'd been married five years and we took a vacation to Mexico and it was funny because everyone there was constantly asking, oh, are you on your honeymoon? Uh-huh. We're like, no, five-year anniversary, and they couldn't believe it. Um, that was a really fun uh, trip. I think you know, just before we start having kids and right. we you know, were both in our careers, and it was just – it was easy. Yes. <laughs> it was an easy trip. Yes. It was fun. We've got some great memories from that. And then mo- most recently, I would say, when we took your husband's mm-hmm. 40th vacation mm-hmm. trip to Portugal mm-hmm. and specifically the pizzeria where we would sit. I think we had like six meals there, six lunches, because it was so outstanding. Six might be an exaggeration. Maybe Maybe four. Maybe four, yeah. But it was so good. That was such a fun trip. Oh, my goodness. It was really, really fun. Like just so many amazing memories from that trip. Yeah. So, and I think just, you know, we're best friends with you guys. So getting Mm -hmm. to do something that really is pretty extraordinary. You know, not many couples get to travel like that. Right. Um, So that was really extraordinary. And just how God had orchestrated it and mm-hmm. provided in such extravagant ways for us. Yes. Ways that were really over the top. Yes. And, but it was just kind of like going like, God, you are so, like you, you're, you so love us. Yes. For, to do yes. this for us. That's so good. So I have to decide me. where to go for my 40th Well, that, it's trip. coming right up here, I know, girlfriend. And I'm like, there's so much pressure and I can't figure it out. So. Okay. Well, I would be happy to help you figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a good question. I like that. Okay. What is something that you are elated about today? Um the future. Okay. Which is kind of an odd answer because it's very unknown right now. Mm-hmm. But I am excited because I believe so wholeheartedly that what God has called us to whatever it is in this next season of our lives as a family and as a couple is more than what we could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. The The interesting thing about me saying that is we have absolutely no idea what it is, Yeah, um, but we know it's something yeah. and we've heard so clearly from the Lord. And so I am so excited to go into the future and you know, back in January, we started to say, do all that you have in mind. I am with you, heart and soul. Mm-hmm. We started to say that as a couple and as a family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now we're like, we're kind of coming into that place of going, okay, Lord, we said that we actually mean it. That's right. And here we go. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So for our listeners that might not know, I don't think you've ever promoted this. So I'm going to do it for you. Um, Heather and her husband, Chris have a podcast in addition to this mm-hmm. and it's a ministry and it's called building 58. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really recommend that you guys listen to that podcast because her husband shares, it just, it just went, it Mm -hmm. just dropped last week. Um, and he shares about some really hard things that he's been walking through. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like it's really, uh, important for anyone to Mm -hmm. listen to Mm -hmm. men, women, married, single, whatever. Um, so check that out on iTunes. It's building 58. Yeah. Thanks. It's BLDG 58. 
We can even link it here sure. so that people mm-hmm. can see. I know when I'm listening to a podcast and I have these things I want to remember, I always think I'm going to remember it and then I don't. Yeah, for sure. And then going back and trying to find it is hard. So we'll put it on our notes on iTunes yep. so that you can listen to that because it's really good. He, he shares some really good wisdom in the midst of something that's hard and unknown. Yep. Okay. In one word, one word, describe each of your children and your man. You like these one word questions. Oh my goodness. Okay. I know it's a challenge for I you. I know. Um, Kip. Oh. <laughs> Everything I think is more than one word. You can't just say <laughs> one word. This shows something about you. You There's realize so this, many things. Right? Okay, okay. I'll say the name. You say the first word that comes to your mind. Okay. Ready? Kip. Sexy. Crossley. Miracle. Wilder. Joyful. Collins. Darling. See? wasn't too hard. See, but everything I was thinking was like, <laughs> there was too many words. <laughs> it's good that you have a lot of words that you want to use to describe You know, describe like, your- you think like, my love. Oh, wait, that's two words. <laughs> you were overthinking it. <laughs> yeah, I was. Okay. Are you done with your questions? No, I have one more. Okay. So do I. We, we wrote the exact same <laughs> amount of questions. And we didn't decide. Okay. This one, you kind of already answered this, um, but what is God showing you in this season of your life? Hmm. It's, that's so easy. It's kind of two things, but they go hand in hand. Trust him Mm -hmm. fully, Mm -hmm. no matter what, even if you don't have the answers, even if you don't know what is in front of you, even if things are hard, trust him and press in, Mm -hmm. like go stand under the waterfall of his goodness Mm -hmm. and let his, let his presence just infiltrate every area of your life. Like don't limit it to Sunday mornings. Don't limit it to five minutes picking up your Bible app and reading the verse of the day. Like just let him be everything, be your source. That's so good. Okay. Last question. What's, oh, this is, this is kind of a a fun one. That's good. I like fun. Um, What's one earthly thing? And I said earthly thing because I knew if I didn't specify that, you'd say Jesus or your Bible. So, (laughs) which is good. That's a good answer, but I don't want that answer. Okay. What's one earthly thing you couldn't live without? Ooh, that's so good. I mean, besides my people, those aren't really earthly things, I guess, because no. they have souls. I'm talking like uh, like a product, stuff, a thing, you okay. know, things um, in your life that you can live without. <laughs> I'm tempted to say my vacuum, but I'm not going to say that. That would be Kip's answer. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, that's why I'm not going to say it, because I know he'll take care of that. He loves <laughs> to vacuum. Um, okay, so I would probably have to say, <gasps> Heather, this is so hard. Oh, this is Just so easy. Just one thing. This is so easy for me. Mascara. Wow. Mm -hmm. Of everything that you have in use, you would say mascara. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it besides clothing? (laughs) I mean, if I have to walk around naked and just wear mascara, (laughs) then, yo, give me a dress shirt. (laughs) But I mean, if we're talking like I am not Adam and Eve. Okay. I am not naked in the garden. I wasn't thinking like clothes. I have clothing counted. on my body. Yes, you have clothing on your body. <laughs> okay, well, see, that's why it's hard to figure out. Like, okay. D- do I want a bra? Do I want a shirt? <laughs> what do I want? Okay, you said mascara. Are you sticking by that? Is that your is as, that your final answer? As long as I get clothing. You have clothing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> mascara. Okay. Okay, mascara. Okay, what, what did you think I was going to say? Oh, I did. I had no idea. Oh, I thought you thought it was easy. What well, would you it, say? My phone, obviously. For real? Oh, yes, hundred percent. Oh man, not me. 
I do everything on my phone. I know, but you survived without it for decades. But in this day and age, <laughs> yes, I do everything. I mean, I yeah. order tons of products on my phone. Yeah. I edit podcasts on my phone. Yeah. I do ministry on my phone. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about my phone. I was thinking like products that I put on myself, I guess. Oh, okay. Mascara so, is a good one. Yeah. It's a real – speaking of mascara, have mm. you seen that ad for those magnetic eyelashes? They do not work. How do you know? Because I ordered a set. When it, have, You ever get those like Groupon emails? I got this random email that came to my account and it was for magnetic eyelashes. Mm-hmm. And it was like $11.99. They don't work? They I don't thought, stay on? How brilliant. This is amazing. And it, the little video that they send you uh-huh. make it look like it's so easy. Yeah. Girl – I struggled for about 30 minutes one night <laughs> trying to get these dumb magnetic eyelashes on. Okay. They do not work. At least the one I ordered does not. Good to know. So I've even got a little box of them in my in my drawer. Good to I know. That I should probably just toss. I guess I won't order them then. Yeah. So if anyone's listening and you have had good success with a brand of magnetic eyelashes, send to Heather. Or other eyelashes. I mean, you can get like extensions. That's definitely on my top list of things that I want. Yeah. So if you could get one service, you'd be going in for some eyelash extensions. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be what I would want. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. And teeth whitening. (laughs) (laughs) You crack me up. Well, this has been a fun episode, Heather. Oh, it's been enlightening for sure. The 75th H&H Hour. Yes. It's fun. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, you know, Heidi, we say this every now and then, but the only way that this show gets out there to other people is really by our listeners sharing it. Yeah. And yeah. by then going on to iTunes and leaving us reviews and leaving us those five pretty purple stars. Yeah. Um, but if you just feel compelled to do that, to share, mm-hmm. we would love that. Cause yeah. that's honestly, Heidi, that's what I do. When I hear um, a show that I love, I share it. I put yeah. it on my social media. Yeah. I talk about it. I tell my friends about it. I'll send them an episode, say, Hey, listen to this episode mm-hmm. because that's what podcasters rely on that's is right. people, other people spreading the word. So yeah. if you love it, would you just share it with one person? Yeah. Maybe find an episode that you think would really speak to them. Um, I don't know. Don't share this episode. Maybe not. Or maybe. I mean, sometimes people just need to laugh about That's true. teeth whitening and mascara. Share whatever you want. Um, this isn't a typical episode, but, but hey, that it's would, fun. That would bless us and yeah. help us out so much and help us be able to expand our listenership and yeah. share the love. Well, and in this day and age, um, it, it's part of preaching the gospel. Yeah. Is being able to share podcasts with people that point their eyes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I would say on an average, I share uh, probably four to five podcasts a week, either yeah. with people, like yep. text them and say, listen to this or on my social media. Yeah. And it's all over the board. It's sermons. It's other podcasts that I listen to by yeah. great women mm-hmm. or couples, you know? Yeah. So help us out. It's a great way to just encourage people. Mm-hmm. So yep. cool. Well, thanks for listening. We're so glad that you did. If you have any prayer requests, shoot them our way. You can find us on Instagram, Heather Taves and Heidi Bolt. And we will, we try to message everyone back that messages us. And the H&H Hour. And the H&H Obviously. Hour. Most of our listeners are always already following that. But yeah, so message us and we will um, chat with you next time. Bye.